and welcome to the Pressing Matters podcast. Uh, it's been a while. We're uh, back by popular demand. Uh, I'm Sam Hyde. I'm joined by Toby Puisever. How are you, Toby? Hello, Sam. I hope you're well. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a it's been a bit of a little break, an extra bit of time off after the Christmas holidays. Uh, I hope you've been well, um, and obviously back and ready to ready to go with these as regularly as possible. It's, it's been an interesting week in, in many ways. Uh, I'm hoping you can fill me in on a lot of the football that I've, I've missed this week. What have you been watching, Toby? This weekend I did manage to get quite a few games in. I saw a bit of uh, Villa Leeds, um, 2-1 Villa. I like, I like Unai Emery being at Villa, to be honest. Watched a bit of that. Watched uh, Saturday morning, obviously, the Manchester derby. That was that was nice and uh, quite fun actually. I mean, infuriating, but quite fun. Um, and then I did watch Brighton Liverpool, which uh, uh, w- well wasn't too enjoyable. <laughs> we'll just leave it there and go into that later. And just say Unai Emery at Villa. I quite like it, um, and I don't really <laughs> know why I like it too much. Actually, but I think he'll do quite well. You're, I mean, you used to watch his team play regularly. Uh, what do you think he can bring back to the Premier League? Well, he's quite interesting because uh, he's someone that seemed to do better with teams that are slightly off being a top, top club. Uh, obviously, he he did win the league with PSG, but yes. didn't do as well during his entire time there as... Uh, is expected and then second season with Arsenal was pretty much a total disaster Um, basically the worst Arsenal have played since Wenger came in oh right that's a hell of a title to have in the game I I don't think that's a controversial statement either there's a famous game against uh, Watford where uh, I think it was a draw okay but could you familiarise me what so that Unai Emery year Arsenal. What are we talking here? I'm trying to rack the brains. Are we talk? How are we talking like Özil, right? Uh, it was. It led in between. Lum, uh, it was Emery, Lundberg, and then Arteta was when Özil went. But Özil still had a an opportunity when Arteta came in. So yeah, there's a famous game between Watford and and Arsenal. Um, where Arsenal conceded 31 shots to Watford. Um, they didn't lose the match. It was a it was a two-all draw. And particularly in that Emery era, there was a time where Arsenal went on a really long and beaten run. Um, but during that time, it was a little bit of like a false hope because there was a lot of draws in there that should be games that they were winning. Um... And it was kind of the peak of the the banter era of Arsenal defenders. It was the Mustafi, it was Kalasinac and uh, Socrates. And it was um, going into that um, era with Petr Cech where they were trying to start playing out from the back, even though they didn't have the players for it. Yeah, and, and it was um, just, this is the thing that everyone does that we need to do. This is how, yeah. 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 It was yeah. Petr Cech, it was Mustafi, he was alright at it, and uh, Socrates, who was definitely not alright at it, and um, 
yeah, just in terms of like the identity of the Emery team, it was was a mismatch between him and the players. But obviously, you've seen his amazing record with uh, Sevilla before that, and uh, recently with Villarreal getting them. Yep. It feels like Aston Villa are the kind of team that will have the correct amount of funding for him, where he'll be getting these players that are, he'll, he'll have a good choice of players that he can bring in, but without having uh, a difficult squad, he'll he'll be the main man, and there won't be any uh, squad troubles for now. Absolutely, I think there's a few. I think there's a few factors that tie in together, and look if if. It's, it, there's so much chance and stuff anyway of how things can work out but if it does like all roll well you know I think there's a huge amount of factors that could all come into play together Villa could be a team that even though they could spend quite a bit of money they're still they're still they're always going to be an underdog team still do you know what I mean even though they shouldn't be but like and I think that feeds into the Emery draw Emery some Emery draws aren't good results if you're trying to win the league Right, but they can be good results if you're trying to get like a hot, like a, a top four, like pushing onto a top four kind of thing. You know what I mean? Or top or top eight, challenging that kind. Of, you know what I mean? And I just think, I just think it will always and, and because they will be going into most games as sort of underdogs. His the way he plays of of having like a a, a very specific block in place. Um. You know, and and kind of structure around that. He's he's ha- he's been having like six, like and two, like the the four four two where the wide players are dropping into like a six and stuff like that. He's doing that. Um, it's all very defensive, but he can always do that against the the teams bigger. You know what I mean? And that's kind of how they can take scalps, I think. And it will never be judged on or or frowned upon too much. When United were a good counter attacking team with Oligan Solskjaer, right? They could win the big games, but it was kind of frowned upon because you could just be like, yeah, but they can't beat the teams who are going to sort of sit in more against them, right? And I feel like with Emery, if Solskjaer was there and had, I mean, look, Solskjaer had the great players to do that at United, but I'm not saying that he could necessarily do what Una Emery could, could do, and that's simplifying the game a lot. But I think like there's a lot of factors that 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 coincide together there for it to be a success. Yeah, and that's why I'm a, I'm I'm just interested in what's going on over there. Do you know what I mean? I think those being some of them and then also the fact they'll spend some money um and there's some fun players in the squad, you know. There's some fun players to watch how they're going to develop. So, that's why I'm interested with that. Um yeah, we um we did our uh just for our own personal fun before we do this uh Podcast as we did our our league predictions and I I put Aston Villa uh very high up in in high <laughs> I I put Villa as as ninth in the table because uh they like you said they've got good interesting players and if it was like with a good manager they they should get into the top half whether this season that happens if they left it too late but. They're uh, they're in a good spot, I think. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, but there's a lot of exciting managerial sort of well happenings and goings on going ons. <laughs> I don't think that makes sense. Should we, I mean I think we should really talk about 
there's some of the good, or potentially good, it's not happened yet, that's just hopefully what the plan could be, but a man, Sam, who we always thought had a plan, but does he have a plan? I am, of course, talking about, this is down to you now, Nathan Jones. Incorrect. (laughs) Incorrect, but I like it. I think you're talking about Jurgen Klopp. I'm not talking about Jurgen Klopp. I'm saying the man who used to have a plan, but does he have a plan? Yeah, no, that does fit Jurgen Klopp better at the moment, but... Uh, Graham Potter. Graham Potter. (laughs) Correct. Does that man have a plan? Over to you. So, one of the things with this podcast is that we've not been doing it long enough where we can have, like, those gotcha moments where we were right all along because no one, no one was there to hear it and there was no evidence. But so, are you going to start was... claiming you're... What? Well, no, I, I, I really liked Potter a lot. Potter uh, and Chelsea like... was never a fit. Now, it's still yeah, incredibly well, early and we don't know what the new Chelsea are and it could end up being a fit with the new Chelsea. But the way they're just splashing the cash... <laughs> does lead me to believe it's not the biggest fit, but then surely he can't complain too much about that, are my early thoughts on it. Yeah, well, um, my, my my gotcha moment was that I, I thought that Potter wouldn't actually go to Chelsea. I was, like, naive. Like, he had, has quite a different image to a lot of uh, Premier League managers and how he composes himself. And, uh, you know, he seems... Uh, you know the way he talks about sort of empathy and football, and he's uh, got like a degree in some sort of people, <laughs> people mm. science. Um, you know, he's he's clearly a smart and sort of forward-thinking guy. I thought, I thought Chelsea would not appeal to him compared to just sticking through with the Brighton project to the end of the season. Um, Partly just because Chelsea is, is a club of very uh, splashing cash and totally different to the Brighton kind of building project that he's been doing. Um, so it is the kind of thing where you think he needs time. Could it just be a project with a lot of money compared to a Brighton project that is sort of 10% as highly funded, if, if that? Yeah, I mean, a lot's um, reported on, like, well, not even reported, but there's a lot of talk about Todd Bowley, right? But nobody really knows. Yeah. What, what, um, what the plan is there, because we don't, we, ha- we can't see it yet, right? Yeah, we're assuming that he has a plan, but at the same time. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But if the plan is that he has no plan, then, you know, right, I, I, it's kind of nuts, but. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I I think that's not to be ruled out. The fact that there might not be a plan, I agree with that. I mean, yeah. I I've I've written on our our notes that um, Tuchel uh, was let go in September, and then they've spent two hundred fifty million pounds since then. <sighs> they've gone and bought Mudrik for uh, eighty million pounds potentially, uh, reportedly. Yeah, and, I, think, yeah. Uh, I don't think that includes rooms are maybe even you know stick an eight on there, Sam. Uh, I don't think that includes Nkunku as well, who's um, reportedly agreed a, a deal for. Yeah, what's going uh, on with Nkunku? Because is he being is he not coming in in January? 
Nope. Okay, so that was done for the end of the season. I didn't realise. I assumed, because I remember hearing about it, but just assuming, oh, January's around the corner. It must be for that. I didn't realise. So uh, I don't think it's... I think it's still in the rumour stage as well, the income. Oh, oh okay. I, I thought it was like... I think it's... Uh, he has a release clause that opens up at the end of the season is uh, what the papers are saying. Oh, okay. Okay. But, that uh, makes sense. Yeah, so in in the meantime, that's might be why they've spent this £11 million, is it, on uh, Jao Felix for half the season? Yep. Uh, yep. Who, of course, got off to uh, the best of starts with a red card, which is always nice. Uh, yeah, honestly, it was nice to get a bit of heat off Nunes as well. Uh, I say that selfish, selfishly, but um, no, I was going to compare him to Javinio. Sorry, it was a, it was a relief to see that they're also in a mess. Yeah, do you have any thoughts on uh, the Jao Felix signing? Um, Chelsea's attacking identity. Could it be? Could it be that where we are, where we're here, saying, "Oh, Todd Bowley's playing football manager. Todd Bowley doesn't know how to. Um, he's just doing what he wants or whatever." Right. Could it be that Potter has got Potter? Sorry, Potter has got the has got the blank checkbook, and he's and he's and Todd Bowley's just. Could it all be like him and his team? Because he brought his team with him from Brighton, right? And Potter just doesn't want a striker. Look at look at what Liverpool and City have done. Sorry, look at what Liverpool and City have turned into putting a striker in. I mean, City more than Liverpool because Liverpool is a lot of things have gone, have gone wrong. Obviously, there are clearly some other effects than just putting a striker in the team. Um, but at City, Haaland is incredible. They are incredible with Haaland, but they are not the same as when they, as when they were that team that would just not have a striker and just dominate completely. Right? That is that. That's all. That's all. That's all true, right? I think. Well, I think. Uh, and I'm just know, saying, could Potter this. be playing on that? And could he just go nuts with loads of um, technical players in and around the box? Yeah, I mean, I think they did that a little bit, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's Danny Welbeck and Neil Morpai for. Uh, uh, for Brighton last season, who, who between them, played m- most of the games uh, from memory. I think uh, I think the point about Brighton's, uh, you know, lack of goals was just that the strikers weren't great, um, and that it was players like Trossard that were sort of catching the eye. Trossard actually ended up being their um, top goal scorer last season. Yeah, um, yeah, and doing it from wider positions then he's played down the middle well now there's the big fallout isn't there the... anyway so Potter's uh, lost 6 out of 10 games for Chelsea now uh, we're talking about building a project whether that's striker list or, or not um, is there a point where they have to get rid of Potter if this carries on or do they just see it through I think they have to see it through a hundred percent to the end of the season, right? Um, but depending on how bad it could be, 
I don't think it would be ridiculous for there to be if if it stays like this, it wouldn't be ridiculous for claims to say to get him for him to get the sack with the amount of money, <laughs> you know. But then I guess some of that's kicking in for next season. Um, no, I think I think he'll be fine. I think Todd Bowley has to give him time, just just out of principle, right? You can't get rid of Tuchel and then not like back a project because at that point you may as well have just kept Tuchel, right? You can set you up to win trophies, I think. Um, maybe not the title, but you know, that, that would be my my thoughts on that. But but then Todd Bowley was talking about the hundred days and stuff with Tuchel, wasn't he? He was saying like uh, it's like a hundred day rule. It's like business. I don't. He was talking about some hundred day rule business. Sorry, go on. What, what did you think? Well, it's interesting because it Im- immediately, even though Chelsea has spent all this money in the last two seasons, there's immediately talks about needing a rebuild and. You look at the players that uh, have been recent signings, and uh, yeah, it's like instantly looks like a mistake. Things like Kukurea, and you're wondering just how you know how much money they've spent on players that probably aren't going to be the future. Uh, you know, Koulibaly is on an awful lot of money a week. Uh, same for Aubameyang you know Raheem Sterling spent a lot of money on I like Sterling a lot but he's not done everything that they would want from him so far Um, you know Wesley Fafana is young so yeah I completely I completely agree with you I completely agree with you but don't you think that okay all of those players that they've been buying have been fantastic in a fan, in a fantastic system, right? I'm I'm now going to start banging on about this again. But Sterling in that pet team is is brilliant. Koulibaly has been brilliant at Napoli. And um, who are we just talking about there? Kukurea, Kukurea at Brighton in a very clear, defined, you know, system that worked well, right? And I just think... But that's not to say that can't be recreated at a team like Chelsea, but I, I suppose what we need to work out is would, would Todd Bowley give the time to allow for that system to be, to be built, you know? Uh, there are a few a few young enough signings that they've made um you know they they have spent according to transfer marked uh 369 million euros uh this season net yes. um, uh, for farner i like yeah. the, i like that's a good young signing obviously then this, the injuries are terrible um but yeah um you know, Badia Shile is twenty one, Mudrik twenty two. A lot of money on these players, of course. But um Chukumeka, probably gonna be a good signing. Uh he's only Yeah, he looks good. He does look good in the flashes that you get to see. He does look good. Yeah. So it might take years. We'll we'll see how long Potter gets. Probably not years. Uh let... <laughs> Let's move on to uh, the f- the former club of Kukurea and Potter. Uh, Brighton are doing well. D- don't you agree? 
yes, I would agree. I would agree. Um, I can't. They're sh- are they better than they were with, under Potter? I think they might be, but I can't really remember properly, and it's hard to tell because it's not been very long, right? But they 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 were like top top four this season, but last season they were. Yeah, uh, they were the underperformers of the XG, weren't they? So it's it's hard to, hard yeah. to say really. Yeah, and they started very strongly. Yeah, I mean the way the way they invite the press, the way they like lure tr- teams into the trap and then just change the speed of passing and just play through it is 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 impressive. And that, you know, seems like it can is at a point where it can hurt most teams. Which which is always gonna make you uh pretty good, right? And, and Levi Colwell uh he seems he seems very good. <laughs> he seems very good. He's he's only on loan. He is at least. He is. He's going to uh well he could be fun under Potter, you know what I mean? I could see if he can find a place with all the multi-billion pound centre backs. Well, uh, well, this Chelsea is the thing. Have. This is why it's madness. <laughs> Koulibaly uh, is uh, contracted till twenty twenty-six for the record. But then Thiago so... Silva's thirty-eight, right? Fafana's getting injured all the time. T- to be honest, they've just Bloody got a good blend there, right? Surely, I mean, Kukurea Colwell, it's just, he's just going to recreate the Brighton team at the back. I mean, no one else, but, <laughs> you know. Um, Is that the answer? Just getting. We're, we're back on to Chelsea, though. We can't Conte. stop talking about Chelsea. I don't care about Chelsea. <laughs> we care about Chelsea. We've been talking the whole time about. Chelsea, Brighton, Brighton are the team we need to talk about. You're right. Did you know Evan Ferguson is 17? What? Oh, he's 18. <laughs> I did not he's know 18, that. He's 18, actually. He's 18. Hmm. I mean, he's very young. He's very young. He looked very comfortable. Um, Very comfortable. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 a, well, they're a well-run club, Brighton. How high? Because they are a selling club, right? But they keep getting their managers. It seems anyway better and better. Potentially, they made uh, they profited sixty two million euros according to Transfermarkt this season. Oh. Uh, a lot of that is obviously from Kukurea, but uh, they also sold Bizuma and Mopay. They're the big ones. But luckily, they've got uh, they've got Solly March to to, to score cover all of the goals. <laughs> yeah, it's quite painful to talk about this. The finishing was unbelievable. The second goal, he really cuts across it to to get it into the inside netting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When does Solly March get an England call up? Um, too soon. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, how old is Solly Marsh these days? Because Gareth likes his uh I don't know, you've gotta be 
he's 28. I think, although I could see Gareth liking just getting Solly Marsh in. He's got four goals. I could see that. He seems like a decent bloke. I feel like Gareth would think he's a decent decent bloke. I don't know if Solly Marsh is or not. He'd get on well with Gareth. I can see that. I could see that. I could see that. He's got four goals and two assists in his last four games in the league. Yeah. Uh, including playing against Arsenal where he didn't didn't do anything. Uh I think I think for sure put him on the plane. Why not? Put him on the plane. Put him on the plane. Uh, so Brighton and uh, Solly March did very well this week, but at the expense of Liverpool. Um, what's what's going on at Liverpool? Why are they not good? Sam, that is a very good question. That is a very good question. Um, I think there are a lot of reasons for why we're not very good. Um... I'd like to be saying not as good, but really I'm I, is just saying we're not very good, sadly, because the drop-off has been pretty big, um, I would say, to be honest. I think there are a lot of injuries in forward areas. I think there is a lack of Legs in midfield, definitely as well, um, compared to what we used to be. Um, the Milner, Henderson, Wijnaldum midfield, although we he- we we dreaded it at the time when we knew the lineups were coming out with that in the Champions League, you know what I mean? Um, years ago, it was effective. What we have now can be beautiful, but it isn't effective enough. Um, and some big names in there don't look how they have looked before. Do you know what I mean? But there's a whole system failure as as well going on because when we press the ball, an alarming amount of teams have success comfortably just playing around us, and that has never been the case whilst watching Liverpool under Klopp. Um, and as a framework to then be able to do everything else, if you're enjoying hunting down the opposition for the whole game and, and they're struggling to cope with it for like enormous periods of the game, lots of other things can look <laughs> really, really good as well. And that's not to say they're not good anyway, but everything looks great. You know what I mean? We we have moments in games where we look we look good, but... They're never really sustained. We give the ball away a lot and it means teams are always picking it up and being direct and just running at our back line. (laughs) Um, And if you're trying to play out and you're just getting picked off constantly, it doesn't help the mood of the game any either. You know, that sets the tone for pretty pretty low sort of general confidence I think if you're struggling to if you're just giving it away when trying to build again and again which we do um, you can't sustain anything but also a loss is a, you're, you're putting yourself under a loss of pressure then and and you can't you know you can't perform miracles How much do you attribute to the fact that there's been a lot of injuries uh, up up top do you think 
Jota and Diaz are, are big misses. Yeah, I think definitely. I think, I think we didn't even see too many amazing periods of Luis Diaz for like a like a like a sustained run of games. We saw big flashes of what he can do, but let's not forget he came in January and. He was he was instrumental in like semi final wins against Chelsea and like and, and well City and things like that in the FA Cup and League Cup I think um, he had some big games at Wembley and he had some big moments in in Champions League games and stuff he was he was pretty great and you know um, I think that's a big factor having him out for a long time and Jota was was lethal a lethal finisher and a smart presser and I think that's kind of when if you're struggling to block teams in and like pen them back, first off is someone who who leads the line well off the ball, which I think he does, sort of cutting out passing lanes and stuff into midfield and being able to pin teams in to be able to get the team up to press. And I think also he was lethal. So even if you were struggling in a game, um, sort of one chance he could take it. Do you know what I mean? We have to have a better resurgence than Chelsea and other teams that have been what you would maybe think is overperforming need to need to fall back and die away, and um, we need to go on a hell of a run. But it could be done. It could be done. But I don't think it will be done to be honest. And I'm not too mad about it. If we don't get Champions League, it will be a shame. It will be sad actually. But I think there'll be long term benefits. <laughs> but it does. It feels. It feels. Wrong to say that, that I wouldn't want Champions League football when you think of big Champions League nights at Anfield. So maybe I'd take that back immediately. Well, it's something that Arsenal missed out on uh, narrowly at the end of last season. And, uh, you know, been out of the Champions League for years and uh, given that time to actually rebuild the squad and, uh, you know, paying to get rid of players even. And, uh, seems to be finally paying off after um, three years of Arteta. So sometimes, I guess, teams do have to just step back and realise that they're going through a tough time and they're not what they used to be. And I think if Liverpool maybe missed missed out on Champions League but were still in Europa League, they could um, take a bit more more time to rebuild and get a new midfield in, maybe. Yeah, I suppose stability is always going to be a good thing, right? You can chop and change managers all you want, but... That's just before we go, just a couple of FPL uh, hot tips. People that I, I am predicting uh, will be good and we'll see if I was totally wrong or if I was uh, kind of right on some of them. Yeah, who are the tipsters? Uh, who, are you, who, are you, who are you interested in? this coming week to get me some some points please it's what I'd like to know how can you help me climb up the table pressure's on uh, well, well we'll see one player that I've brought in is I'm lagging behind so I brought in uh, recently Rodrigo from Leeds uh, we'd be interested to see how they line up with uh, Jordinho Rutter joining okay um, there's a possibility that it could be uh you know, Ritter has played as a striker, but it could be 
a bit more flexible between him and Rodrigo. They're both players that can play a lot of roles in attack, so uh, there's a potential that yeah, play to work. bounce, play to Rodri- play off. Um, makes a lot of sense to me. Rodrigo has been playing very well as a striker, so um, a body around him, taking players, taking defenders away from him, and also to link with. I like it. Uh, so that's that's the the main one, but I just rattle off a few names that I like for the next few weeks as well. Uh, you got um, you got Mitoma Kauru for Brighton, who everyone by now knows is brilliant, but seems to be a really cheap option for for an FPL midfield. How much are we talking? Five mil or something. Okay. Uh, okay. Daniel Pedence. Okay. Big fan of Daniel Pedence. Uh, Emi Buendia for the next game looks very good. Yeah, yeah. And Unai Emery's uh, villains, of course. And in the same team, uh, Moreno, who is the new the new left back, who After has previously played. Dean got injured, and Moreno can play left wing, so maybe he'll be a bit more attacking. Maybe uh, maybe the right back will be a bit more defensive for Villa, which. Allows him to push on. Uh, yeah. Maybe Callum Chambers will play. That'd be nice. Get Moreno really high up, but who knows? So those are just a few names to uh, to look out keep for. An eye on. To look out Hopefully. for. I might see if I if if it makes sense to squeeze them in or not. We'll uh, we'll review. Is this just the point of the segment that to help you steal my transfers? Yeah, this is where I just I just need to climb up my FPL table. So I'm just taking notes the whole time. Well, bring in, bring in Daniel Pedence. I don't think I will, but you thank will. you. One week I might, I might go with you. And hey, if Daniel Pedence does well, I'll come back for you. He's got City this week, by the way, just to warn you. I, I've jumped the gun a bit on Daniel Pedence, possibly, because he's got City and then Liverpool, and Liverpool after as well. But I think he's great. I think he's playing well and uh, gets goals, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I agree with all of those statements, but I like the idea, Sam. Honestly. All right. If they're going to score, it could easily be from him. But I think the first question is, you know, if they're going to score. But I like the shout nonetheless. That would be my only query there. Hey, we'll uh, we'll talk about Wolves in the future. Okay. Because I think okay. they're quite interesting. Put a, put a pin yeah. in it. Put a pin in them. There you go. Put a pin in them. What? I think that's what people say. I don't know what put, that a pin, put a pin in it, you know, and remember it. Put Does, it on the board. Doesn't that mean shut up? I thought that meant no, shut up. No, I think up. that's put a sock in it. Pin and a sock are two very different, different, um, different things. Let's shut up. Uh, well, thank you for joining me, Toby. We'll uh, we'll talk next week and see uh, if any of the things that we've spoken about have changed. If Liverpool become good, if Chelsea also become good. Hopefully <laughs> if, not this week. Daniel Pedence scores against City. Yeah. Um, oh, they can't both become good, can they, actually? Oh, what an interesting uh, week it yeah, will be. Yeah, 12.30, tune in. Um, actually, no, I shouldn't be advertising for for the Sharks. But anyway, for Todd Bowley's men. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, exciting to find out, hey? We shall see, we shall see which way it turns. Bye. Bye-bye.